0: Comics, movies, music, video games, technology,
1: Blu ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. This episode of the Black Box is brought to you by Misfortune High by Jules Rivera. Misfortune High is the story of Biscuit, a spoiled rich kid from a fancy magic school. Biscuit gets caught cheating at school and gets expelled. As punishment, he is sent to a magic school on the bad side of town. This is a story about magic fireballs, diverse characters, dragons, and finding out that not everything is all about you. The Misfortune High Kickstarter is intended to fund the first book out of five. The goal is $3,000 with rewards including commissions, original design sketches, swag, and even the chance to appear in book two. Check it out and make your pledge today. Go to Kickstarter.com, search words Misfortune High. You're listening to The Black Box. on the line right now is a man of many talents you've heard him on the black box a number of times before he is one of the co-hosts of the black box also the host of the tales from the attic podcast um he is also a homeowner and um he's got to go out and mow the grass and trim the bushes today ladies and gentlemen the one and only donnie salvo hello (laughs) <laughs> how are you? I'm doing good, Donnie. How you how you doing today?
0: I'm good. Good. I'll be good when I'm done with this monster. <laughs> Give I me it. some energy. Man, I don't know how you drink that those monster drinks, dog. I don't know how you do it. Well, you open the can and put it up to your lips and oh. just suck it down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, man. Oh um, I, now, do you drink the like the
0: original monster or the diet? No, Diamond? I drink I drink um. Monster Energy Absolute Zero. Zero calories, zero sugar, uh, zero everything. And 100% chemicals we don't know. Let me read you some of these. Oh, Lord. Carbonated water, citric acid, ephorifenol. Eff- 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 See, well, that's that's number one. If you can't pronounce it, there's a problem. <laughs> there's natural flavors. There's terrine, sodium citrate, panax ginseng root, extract, color-added... They don't even tell you what color it is. It's just added. See, no. See, the fact that it says natural flavors, but they don't tell you what those natural flavors are, ain't natural. And if it just <laughs> says color added, it- it's like natural flavors, monkey ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's the problem. And when you say color added, it's like, yo, get some dye number 10. Color added. <laughs> Oh shit! Well, okay. Well, just be careful. Just be careful drinking them monsters, huh? Yeah, I don't know if I don't care if it's Monster Zero or Monster One Hundred. Just be careful. Monster One Hundred. Um, don't worry, it's coming. Um, sure, it is. We are celebrating the one hundredth episode of the Black Box. This is a uh, long overdue uh, episode. That was today. Overdue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We we are celebrating with, um, we're going to do something a little special. Um, you, know, you know, we talk about comics on the Black Box, we talk about music, we talk about everything. But today we are talking about some of our favorite limited series of all time, uh, spanning all across the decades. Um, you know myself, Donnie, and and John. He's supposed to be on the call, but he's running a little <laughs> bit behind. Um,
0: Where are you, John?
1: <laughs> you know we've been reading comic books forever. We have a
0: lot of limited series that we love, and we want to discuss them with you, like we. I did. read I read comics for thirty two years. Really now? Yes, and um, and all these miniseries, it cracks me up because the only they're either the ones that I read when I was eight years old. Or the ones that I read when I was uh, twenty nine to forty. <laughs> There's no in between. There's no in between in all honesty, I can't remember a lot of mini series in the nineties. Didn't they just like just make series? And if it stuck then they kept it and if it didn't they just canceled it, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, but there pretty were pretty much there were a good like D C had a number of nineties limited series, but they were like Elseworld titles. Right, right, right. Um, you know, but you know, but they they had a good number of limited series though. Now Marvel, they did put out limited series in the nineties. Just a lot of them were just forgettable.
0: Right, they put out like Rogue and Gambit. Yeah, and, uh, a lot of X, ex- like Bishop had one, didn't he, in the nineties, yeah. and he and, might have had a couple. And we'll
1: see. And I think also a lot of it had to do with the way the books were designed, the way the covers were designed. Like say, for instance, like with the eighties Marvel books. You knew it was a limited series from like, you could be across, you could be like on one side of the comic book shop and you could look and turn, turn it to the other side of the comic book shop and you were seeing that bold print, one in a four issue limited series from right. far away. Now, when you got to the 90s, that stuff got minimized. I mean, you know, we hit the era of, ext- you know, of extreme and you know, extreme design, you know, you know just bright colors and, and team jackets. And so, like all that stuff, overpowered the covers. So you didn't really see, like in like it was in little tiny print, like one of four or, you know, things like that. So like the the, the design of the covers changed. I don't it changed. I don't. I'm not saying it changed the appeal, but the focus that focus wasn't there. But a lot of those limited series in the '90s were not good. They just weren't. Right. So um, so like you didn't really get that from Marvel, but DC DC and other publishers gave you plenty. Uh, to choose from and we're going to talk about some of our favorites uh, right now i got a i got a varied list on like 10 sheets of paper floating all over my desk um donnie's got a list i got books on my table um so you know what i am going to start if you don't mind donnie no go do um, do 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 i'm going to take it back to uh 1985 oh shit um I was, ten year, I was 10 years old when this came out, and I thought it was one of the coolest things ever, and at first it didn't make any sense, so I like read it two more times, and I was like, okay, yes, this is awesome. That would be the Nightcrawler limited series published by Marvel um, in November of um, 85, written, written and drawn by my homie, Dave Cockrum.
0: Oh, yeah, that's
1: right. Yes. He wrote that, too? Yes, he did. Yes he did and Patty Cockrum was the colorist.
0: Uh did he did he pass away not too long after that right or not? Am I wrong?
1: Um let's see here. Uh let's see according to records uh let's see uh, give me one second I am looking. He That's really- he he passed away um in November of
0: 2006. Holy shit. Are you serious? I thought he passed away in the, in the late 80s early 90s. No, no. I don't know nothing.
1: Yeah, he he passed away in uh in in, in, in November 2006. Born in November of 1943. Wow. Yes. But um but no, like you know, he and Patty worked together. Calm kind of just tag teamed on this book. And um it's seriously, it's it's one of my it's one of my favorite limited series of all time because it's just silly because it really it makes no sense but it's so mm-hmm. much it's so much fun because basically what happens in the limited series is Nightcrawler attempts to rescue uh, Kitty Pride's pet dragon Lockheed during mm-hmm. a uh, like some type of danger room uh, setup and during this uh, danger room scenario they it accidentally lands them both in the alien dimension and but Nightcrawler feels at home during this time because he's fighting he finds himself at home among sky sailing ships and pirates and i remember the first i remember the cover from the first issue cuz as soon as i saw the cover i'm like this is the craziest thing ever and it's the swashbuckling cover it's nightcrawler in his classic uniform but he's got the pirate belt around around his chest He's got a sword in one hand. He's swinging off a rope with another hand. And there's all these, like, space pirates looking at him all crazy, you know. Yep. And, and they all look like they're saying, arrr. And <laughs> and, I, and as soon as I saw that cover, I'm like, I have to buy this. I, it, I have to. And it just gets more and more strange as it goes along. And yes, if, it does. And if I remember right, like, he... Um, the further he gets into this um, this alien dimension, he has difficulties teleporting or you know, and then he you know, he gets further into it. He um, finds like a dimin- uh, like this small blue creature known as a Banff and, mm-hmm. and, it resim- and it, like it's kind of like a character, a Nightcrawler And then he realizes that he's actually inside of a fairy tale that was cr- once created by Kitty Pride. And then like, you know, then it ends up like with him fighting like a sorcerer um, with like Kitty and Colossus and and then Banff comes back and then Banff and Lockheed find the keys to release. Like a room full of other Bamps from imprisonment to take on the sorcerer, and then they all, you know, and, and then as always, Nightcrawler and and everybody that was that was participating and ends up back in their homes where they're supposed to be. It was one of the strangest things I've ever read. It d- sure was during during that period of time. And I remember when I read all four issues because like the last issue came out in like in February of '86. When I read the last issue, I was like, okay, what did I just read? So. I went back and I read all four in succession in one day. I'm like, okay, I think I get it. So a week later I came back and I read I was like, oh, okay, okay. I was like, I get it, it's cool, it's fine, it's fun, it's just just crazy. You you know, like, because here I was thinking that there was some type of context to it, that like it had some strong link to the X-Men universe. No, it was just a standoff limited series. And once I realized that, I had so much more fun with it. And the covers were just the first two covers were insane because, like I said, you got the swashbuckling cover for number one, and then number two, you you have the swashbuckling cover. It's kind of because Nightcrawler is swinging on a rope, and he's got this lady, lady in her arm, and lady in his arms as they're swinging across the comic book cover, and there's a shark like reminiscent of the Jaws poster. Like you know, coming straight up, and then in the background fading in the background. You got more pirates and stuff, and they look like they're saying arrr. And you can't go wrong with this. You just can't. It's uh. well, I, well. You may feel otherwise, but I don't care because I like it. So, so that, um, that's one of my favorites. Go it, ahead, speak on
0: it. it. It is. It's a. It's it's a weird, fun uh it's quite tales of the attic worthy i would think i mean the whole thing is just ridiculous beyond the point of ridiculous but do you know like years later when they did like the age of apocalypse mm -hmm. they kind of and the excalibur four issue series was about uh nightcrawler and his mother mystique who were like they were kind of like they were uh, pirate smugglers that were smuggling mutants to like Antarctica or France or, I don't know, somewhere that a lot of people don't go. So it's like Antarctica <laughs> or France. And uh, I don't know what that means. And, uh, <laughs> and they kind of did like a, a serious version of that in a sense. You know what I mean? They were trying to escape, a, they are trying to help mutants escape apocalypse. And there was like this one portion of the earth where apocalypse they not fuck with or something. And So they actually kind of called back to that huh. idea in a way. You know what I mean? Like, uh, not really. And, and another thing I remember when I was a kid, didn't Kitty Pride used to have a stuffed Nightcrawler doll that she called the Banff? Possibly. And I, I remember thinking to myself, well, these things, these guys are supposed to be hated and feared, Who's manufacturing Nightcrawler dolls <laughs> and I, selling them? I, I don't
1: know. Maybe a Professor like, X, Maybe Professor X went to like somebody that like could sew things and just use like a mind trick and say, "Can you sew one of those for me, real quick?"
0: And it was just like, I don't know. It Didn't make sense to me even as a kid. I was like, well, "Who? That's bad marketing. Like, why would you sell dolls of, of characters? That's like that's like if I came out with Al Qaeda dolls. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, they know no am gonna buy them. No, 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 no. Better yet it's like spider-man driving the
1: spider the spider buggy in the issue of spider-man for no reason Yep. when you know peter parker can't keep no job and he don't make enough money to drive a spider buggy because you know you know mr fantastic didn't make it for him you know because if he did he would have gave him a high interest loan which he once again could not pay off so how you got a spider buggy tony stark ain't giving up nothing in the, in the 70s he was drinking Oh, he sure was. No, then again, he could have been drunk one night and said, fuck it. Take the keys. I got
0: got an idea. (laughs) (laughs) I know you could climb up walls, but you want to do that faster. So we're going to get you a car. (laughs) I have a list of 20... would I say 20 miniseries that I've read that I, um, I'm going to go back to back in the day. I don't know exactly. I'm going to look it up while I'm talking about it. Um, but when I was a kid and uh, what was the one book we were all infatuated with? Mm-hmm. The New Teen Titans. There you go. Yes. Yes. Well, Wolfman and Perez Oh, excuse me I um, they introduced three brand-new characters and reintroduced a character. And people are like, oh, where do these guys come from, blah, blah, blah. So they released a miniseries called Tales of the New Teen Titans. And it was a four-issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. And like uh, the, it was the origins of... Uh, it was 84. Oh, I got I got I got those. I think. Yes, you're right. It'll, Wait, I'm looking up okay. the wrong one. Anyway. <laughs> it was eighty two, my bet. Okay. Um and yeah, they were um it was a four issue mini series and um it was uh first issue was Cyborg and they were all origin stories. Yep. Of how it all came together. And uh, the second issue was Raven. The third issue was the Changeling, who is Beast Boy now. Yes, yes. Uh, but w- he was Beast Boy back in the day in the old DCU in the '60s, and then he kind of he was a member of the Doom Patrol, and he joined Titans West for like I don't know two two or three issues back in the day of the original Teen Titan series, but it was towards the ass end. And then you kind of didn't really see them anymore because the Doom Patrol was dead, technically. Um, right? Weren't they all... They all died, right? Oh, In an explosion yeah. or something. <clears throat> yes. All of a sudden... Oh, hold hold on one second. Hold on one second. Okay.
1: Automatically, I just thought it was 9.30 my time. Sorry. Oh, it's all right, dude. No, no worries. No worries. None at all, man. It's all right. It's, it's okay. Um, right now... Um, Donnie's talking about his favorite his favorite limited series, um, so I'm, I'm let I'm let Donnie speak on
0: it. Okay, now, the third issue is Changeling, who was known as Beast Boy back in the day, and then you got his whole origin story, and the fourth one was Starfire, and basically what it was is like the Teen Titans went on a camping trip, <laughs> and um, they went on a camp- camping trip, and then they to, to get to know one another. And that was the that was the thread that kept all four issues together. So, like, you'd see them all roasting weenies, and then Cyborg would be like, "Well, my father turned me into a metal monster," and then, and then uh, Raven was like, "Oh yeah, pass the s'mores," and she's all like, "Well, my father's a demon," <laughs> and then Changeling was all like, "Oh yeah, well." Can you toast these buns for my hot dog? And then he's all like, My parents saved my life by turning me green. <laughs> <laughs> and then Starfire's like, I got you all beat. I was a slave, an intergalactic slave princess. And then so is this is just like basically, is this just like a story? Like, I can one-up that? Is that pretty much all this is? Well, no, that's, I was just kidding. But, okay. I mean, like, that's that's how it basically was like, you know, they were all sitting around. And everybody knew who Kid Flash and Robin and Wonder Girl were, you know. We all knew them because they've been around forever. Right. But we didn't know who these other people were. So it was kind of like uh, Mar Wolfman, George Perez, and Brett Breeding. Mm. Got together and and, and did this this four-issue mini, and it was awesome. Each issue was a different character, and it was an origin story. And then, you know, they never really touched on it in the the new Teen Titans proper series. So you you had to get this. Yeah. Or you kind of got like a two-panel description of why Cyborg was turned into a metal monster. You know? Hmm. Yeah, because like that was for like the longest time, for the
1: longest time, the uh, the cyborg issue was the only book I had from that, because I could never Mm -hmm. find the other three issues. And if I remember right, because you had extras, you sent you sent me, you sent me like all four issues again. So now I have all four issues, and I actually pulled them to the side when I was organizing my comic books again last night. And so, um, and the funny thing is, is that they went back to the well with the Teen Titans Spotlight stuff. Um, later on, there you know, it, but it wasn't like um,
0: you know heavily promoted. But, yeah, but it wasn't like this either. No. It was it was solo adventures of like it was like instead of giving Jericho a six issue miniseries, we'll give him a six six issue arc in Teen Titans Spotlight, and you know DC did what kind of like what Marvel's doing with the Avengers now. You know, Teen Titans was their hottest book. Yeah. So they had the regular run, they had the Baxter run, then they had Teen Titans Spotlight, which I think only went for, like, I don't know, between 19 and 21 issues. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was uh, the new Titans, and then there was the Team Titans, and, you know. Oh, yeah, it was out of control. Um, I was
1: trying to remember. Remember when uh, when Kyle Rayner was a Teen Titan?
0: Yep. So it was... Um, uh Peter David Supergirl? Yep. Was a Teen Titan. Oh, uh, late 90s. What yeah.
1: would you say, John? Yeah, that was
0: late 90s. Okay. Yep. Jesse Quick, wasn't she one too? Was
2: that Was that
0: Teen Titans or Teen Titans? Or was I think it, it was I think it was New Titans. The, the Baxter run which turned into the New Titans. Okay. I think cuz they weren't teenagers anymore. That's when Arsenal took over the team, I think.
2: Yeah. What uh wasn't impulse part of that team?
1: Could have been. He may have. Could have been. It's been it's been so long since I've seen any of those issues. Shoot, I might I might actually I might have to go look. Um,
0: wow, I look it I look it up, right, right this a second.
1: <laughs> but no, man, that's 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 a good pick, man. Seriously, that's a great pick. Plus, those covers were awesome. Um, those. Pre- oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, those Perez covers were great. So yeah, that was really great design, and that was a that was a, that was a solid miniseries. It's just. It's just the way they, they used to set those series up, like you said, the, a camping trip. <laughs> Let's get to know each other better. You know? right. Let's have a camping trip. Okay, tell me, tell me your story. You, know? you already know about all these white folks over here, we're gonna, so we're going to talk about the rest of you all. <laughs> all right.
2: Considering of all these new people, one still has living parents. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's one of your big enemies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and that's when they, they pimped out uh, Cyborg and made him gold oh remember yeah. remember Oscar when, Oscar when uh, age, Academy Award Academy <laughs> the Academy Award cyborg oh yeah
2: Man, that I love that cyborg was that was the cyborg that was in one of my favorite uh, what was it uh young justice runs mm. with the world without grown-ups yes yes and uh, no one world without grown-ups it was when everybody's age got splitter, got split up when the uh, teen titans got turned back into teenagers and the young justice got turned into adults and all the adults got turned into kids and all the old people got turned into like six-year-olds
1: you know but when it comes down to to character redesigns i don't think anybody's been gaffled more than cyborg you know you, like yeah e, everything all the redesigns and storyline changes and Yeah, I mean, you talk about a character that's just been fucked up so many times; it's just ridiculous. And then when they finally like get it decently, you know, well enough to be presentable, oh, let's fuck it up again.
0: Uh, I'm looking here, and the team at one point, and this is the cover of New Titans Zero. It was Arsenal, Changeling, Mirage, Impulse, Damage, and Alternate Earth Terra. Hmm. Mm, damage.
1: <laughs> That's craziness. Ah, it's insane. All right. Check it. Let's um, pull some
0: of these and read them. Yes, you should. Because I know you have them. Oh, read, yeah. Read
1: them. Share them.
2: of my favorite all-time—I don't know if y'all guys have covered a coast because I'm late getting to the. All party.
1: right, we, we 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 waited like 15 additional minutes, so you're good. Go, you're good. What, what was the
0: one you did? I
1: didn't. I did
0: Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, you you ain't gonna do that one, John.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that
0: should, let me tell you something. Night <laughs> the 1980s Nightcrawler made it on one person's list for favorite miniseries, and it just happened to be. The guy who runs the black box. I want you to shush. (laughs) Go ahead, John.
2: I put these as two. These are two separate mini series that, to me, kind of almost are one because of when they came out. Mosaic and Green Lantern Quarterly.
0: Hmm. Oh, that was was the John Stewart stuff, right?
2: Yeah, uh, because and the Green Lantern Quarterly was basically a hey, let's tell these stories about all the Green Lanterns. Okay. Because i not mean, like you guys, I got into comics much later, like when I was in my early twenties. So I've gone back and read these, and I've go- and just going back and reading these, you can see where stuff was mined from years later. I mean, a lot of the stuff that was black as night was mined originally from uh, GL Quarterly. Mm. But of course, Mosaic had one of probably the funniest unintentional scene in comics to me when Chip got run over by a yellow. Taxi on Mosaic World. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, that's how they killed Chip. He got killed, got hit and run over by a yellow tractor trailer when he was on a uh, Mosaic
0: World. Should have listened to Will Ferrell and Elf. <laughs> yellow ones don't stop. <laughs> oh, no. that's how they killed him off. I
1: had, I did not know that.
0: So they they kind of killed him off like a real Central Park squirrel. <laughs> 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 yep. Damn. That's that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find that issue now. Chip was one of my favorite Green Lanterns from back in the day too, because he was just like a chipmunk with a with a fucking with a ring. Mm-hmm.
2: And one of the GL quarterly issues is when you would like Donnie. Uh, let me see. Let me find the issue. It's either three or four. Let me find it. Uh, I'm on comment I'm on the wiki. Actually, I'm wrong. I think it's two. It's uh no, it isn't two. <laughs> It's an issue of uh, with uh, Kilowog. Mm-hmm. And he decides to take all these new recruits out to go, okay, tell me your story. And they're going camping.
0: Oh, see? It's a motif <laughs> in the DC Universe. <laughs> Just like Street Tufts. <laughs> street Tufts and Heroes camping. Yes. That's what Dan DiDio needs to do. Go back to the basics.
1: He doesn't oh, know that
2: what basics are. Never mind. <laughs> but not. But uh, yeah. Guys like Jack T. Chance. Uh, basically, Geo Quarterly was basically yeah. Alan Scott. We gotta do something with him, so we'll put him over here and make have him do this.
0: Oh, was that when they made him like an honorary member of the Green Lantern Corps or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah which which it was, is kind of like since they were all on the same Earth. You know, after Crisis on Infinite Earth you were kind of like, well, actually, no, he was gone. Well, when they brought him back, you're kind of like, well, why wouldn't he be, you know, he hangs out with them. Why wouldn't he be, uh, you know? Yeah. And why does Earth have so many Green Lanterns?
2: Because we're the, uh, yeah.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> out of the entire galaxy, Earth has the highest crime rate. I know all the galaxies and all the universes. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, if you go back and look at some of the stuff there, you'll go, motherfucker, that's where they mined that from. That's where they stole that from. You didn't it's just not, steal crap from the 80s. It's
0: not what Alan Moore says. <laughs> Plus, the last issue has Lobo. Oh, well. Oh,
1: that that's, that's a 90s staple right there. It is. When all else, hey, that was like their Wolverine for how many years? We need somebody extreme. Go get Lobo. Hey, this mm-hmm. book isn't selling well. Go get Lobo. I'm like, I, I never. I, now, granted, I, I was never the biggest Lobo fan in the world, but um, I wasn't either. And I never really understood the appeal, but that dude sold books. For, he sure did back f- then for a good period of time. Because, like, didn't he originally come from like the Omega Man?
0: Yes. Wasn't yes. It, like his, very his first, first appearance experience? was Omega Man. Yeah. Actually, I saw that book. uh and it do, it doesn't look anything like i mean besides the fact that he's he's like pale white it mm-hmm. doesn't look anything really you wouldn't know that was lobo wow in all seriousness compared to like the the extreme 90s version you
1: know? <laughs> yes and you're talking about <clears throat> WWF WCW wrestler lobo
0: yep with the with the with the studded leather vest and the 20 foot chain with the 90-foot hook on it. Yes, of course. Hey, because you, you, it had to be that way. But although I do
1: find it kind of funny, and I may and I may be wrong on this, so if I am, please correct me. Out of all the things that DC has tried to bring back for the new 52, and even over the last few years, all those books that, that they tried to, you know, just throw against the wall to see if it would stick, no one's ever brought back Omega Man.
0: No. No.
1: You know, I mean, seriously, they've brought back a lot of stuff. Um, they some talk. poorly, some decent. But well, the last time you really saw them was in that whole
2: cosmic stuff that they did for about three years, and they kept recycling. Uh,
0: oh, the Hawkman and and the stuff they let Starlin do. You mean?
2: Yeah, the Starlin stuff.
0: That's uh, the last recently, time saw them. I think you've seen like a member or two because they did a an arc with Starfire and Red Hood and the Outlaws,
2: hmm.
0: where she was part of like an intergalactic group of I don't know I guess they're pirates or whatever Freedom Fighters Freedom Fighters and I think there was a member or two in there actually I think it was kind of a mix of the Jim Starlin stuff in and the because and the, there's a couple of characters I think from the Jim Starlin stuff from the 2000s early 2000s mm-hmm. if I'm not yeah. mistaken okay Wow. Well, a,
2: yeah, that's a decent series, but that's been one of the weird things that most of your limited series in the last, what, 15 years have almost entirely been mini series. They haven't been a let's just do this spinoff to explain everything.
0: Right. Right. Yeah.
2: Hmm. Yeah, but I loved going back and reading GL Quarterly, getting those out of boxes and Mosaic. You're like, ah. Oh, they really do have a hate on for John Stewart, but he says so let's try and make people hate him. When <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, you talk about people gaffling cyborg, dude, if John Stewart just looks at a woman, she's gonna get killed. No, oh, I know.
0: I know And her oh. whole planet. Yeah. They oh. ain't just gonna take out the girl. They're gonna blow up the whole fucking planet. Yep. And not only that, oh hey, let's cripple John Stewart for a while. Put him in an iron lung. No it... Jeff till Jeff
1: Johns figures out what to do with him. And they put him in a wheelchair. You see, you, you forgot during the uh, as, as much as I enjoy the run that uh, Ron Mars run, there was a period of time where Jon Stewart was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. A long time. It's like, y'all just like be gaffling on a brother. When the Cosmic Odyssey limited series came out, it was like, yo, we gotta have a reason for this to happen. Oh, hey, hey man, let John Stewart accidentally blow up a planet. <laughs> Dude, arrogance. <laughs> see? It's just wrong. It's
2: wrong, wrong, wrong. And then he wow. killed Mogo.
1: Yep. See, that was, that was really... He killed Mogo wearing Zubaz pants.
0: Usually he was dressed like the, the lost G.I. Joe from the
1: 1999 collection. You know, I... I
0: read, Big Lob! <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Big Lob. Hey, man, at least Big Lob was
1: fashionable compared to the crap that they put John Stewart in for that when he killed Mogo.
0: John Stewart just needed a purple uh, basketball jersey.
1: He might as well have had one.
0: You just what I'm saying? Awful. Yeah just off and then
1: they like then they
2: put him on trial like two years like a year and a half later about about to kill him he's like oh I'll
1: take it because I I deserve it I've never (laughs)
2: of course he had to be rescued by Whitey
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen a company try so hard to kill a character that was that was actually enjoyed and loved on cartoons and also their toys sold well I've never (laughs) seen I've never seen anything like it just to give Hal Jordan more love I'm going to go back once again to Marvel. It was the 80s. Um, something that I thought I would never see. And when I did see it, I uh, lost my mind.
0: Oh, I know what we're talking about.
1: I'm talking about the Falcon miniseries. Yep, I knew it was coming. <laughs> released in November. Falcon. Re- released in November of 1983. The fr- all four issues were written by Jim uh, Owsley, a.k.a. Christopher Priest. Um, Larry Hama was the editor for all four issues Um, and now the thing is the funny thing about it is as far as the artwork goes the first issue was by uh, Paul Smith Paul Smith did pencils and inks and the cover Um, Paul Smith which to me is still one of the most underrated artists of all time um, especially during his his X-Men stuff from like the 80s great artist he did the first issue um, and then Mark Bright, I think, came in with issue two or issue three, um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Mark Bright came in in issue two, and Mike Gustavich was the anchor for that. Issue three, it was Bright and Gustavich, and I think for issue four, it was, um, it was Mark Bright, but uh, Joe Rubenst- Rubenstein did the inks um, for uh, number four. And... The thing that like made me want to get this limited series was I bought the second issue because the second issue has a sentinel holding a knocked out Falcon on the cover. And as a kid, you say, what the hell is this? What is going on here? I have to find out what's going on. So um, basically, long story short, in the second issue, he fights a sentinel because a sentinel detects detects the Falcon as a mutant. Right. Now later, this was retconned out. Um, this was retconned out of the um, the actual um, Marvel universe, but um, because he was revealed to be a mutant, but uh, they just uh, they just wiped that out. And said no, that's not true. Get that out of there.
0: No, um, because they have an origin story where they show uh, don't they show the Red Skull giving him his powers?
1: I've never really read that origin story. Like the only Falcon I know is the dude with the red outfit not not the uh, original Falcon outfit that looked like something out of, um, out of, uh, just awful. That green and whatever type of color outfit was. It's just terrible. But you're right. I, if if uh, if you're, I think you are right. The, the Red Skull did give him powers, but I think what they were trying to do with this was, was say that even with the stuff Red Skull gave him, Sam Wilson was technically a mutant beforehand. And what Red Skull did enhanced it. That's why I think they were trying to get across. Now, I'm probably wrong, but... Um, but like I said, they removed that completely. That you know, said so no, he's not a mutant in any way, shape, or form. But um, like the highlights. This, oh, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. This mini did have the best covers though. Like the first issue with Falcon, his costume's all ripped and he's pressed up against the wall and he's ready to. It looks like he's ready to whoop some ass. And it's got like the Falcon and graffiti up, up. And then the top. yep. And then you got number two, like you said, where Sentinel's just holding up his unconscious ass. Yes. And then number. Number three is the close-up of Falcon and Red Wing's face. Yeah. Looking like they're about to he, he looks like he looks like Luke Cage mean in that one.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a that was an Alan Cupperberg cover right there. And not about what cracks me up about that cover, don't look at Falcon's face. Look at Red Wing posing hard, looking directly <laughs> at you like I'm about yep. to fuck you up. Yep. <laughs> yep. And um, and then like number four, like Cap is getting beat up by Electro. Electro! <laughs> Uh, you know, Cap is getting beat up by Electro and Falcon comes in and whoops his ass. So like I say, I got to find this. It, it's in, it's I enjoyed it. The fourth issue is probably my least favorite of the bunch. But the first three issues to me were great. I think it closes out kind of weak. But the, the, the first three issues are worth it alone for me. And it took me in all sincerity. It took me 10 years to put that to, to put that whole limited series together. Because I found, I remember when I um, when I got number two, I found it at a comic. You know, I found it at a comic book shop. I found mm. number three on a spinner rack at a grocery store, but I could never find number one or number four. And I didn't find number one until like nineteen, like the nineties. And I didn't find number f- number four until the nineties. So it took a long time for me to piece this together.
0: I'm gonna look for that next weekend. Cool. I'm going to go with the Hawkeye 1980s miniseries where Hawkeye quits the Avengers to work security. (laughs) I'm going to get that elaborate security. What are you paying me to be an Avenger? A thousand dollars a week in 1983? I'm going to quit and be a a security guard. Holy shit, this thing's been traded.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's been traded at least two or three times.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, my God. I got to look for this, too. I got to write this down.
2: No, you don't.
0: Yes, I do. Is written and penciled by Mark Grunwald. Yeah. Brett Breeding again is inking. Yes, I can't, I can't get away from this guy. Jim yeah. Shooter and Denny O'Neill are the editors. Oh fuck, Shooter! And uh, like I said, man, it was just—it was—it it was just fun. It was just stupid fun. It made no sense.
1: Well, well, not only that, but didn't it also play like a real quick pilot because they were like, let's shoehorn, yes. let's shoehorn Mockingbird in here. Oh, by the way, they're getting married.
0: They got married at issue four. Yeah, and then they show up in Avengers two forty two, and then Hawkeye disappears and goes to the Secret Wars. (laughs) They was like, "We got to set this up quick." No,
1: you know what cracked me? What cracked me up about that miniseries before? Before I'm I'm going to continue, but what cracked me up most was that scene where they were trapped in, like I think is like some type of like glue or some type of like thing, and they were trapped and and Hawkeye's like. Hawkeye's just sitting down defeated and, and Mockingbird's like come on we gotta go we gotta get out of here and Mockingbird's like I mean and Hawkeye's like oh there's no hope fuck it I've lost we lost it's over and like Mockingbird just like smacks the shit out of him yep. is like snap out of it that shit cracked me up I'm and, like and, this dude is a whiny ass bitch in this miniseries
0: and he fought uh, villains in here uh, like Huntress do you know who that is? No, no, no. Me neither. Uh, he fought Bombshell and Oddball, <laughs> and I believe, yep, Crossfire, and uh, they had the fake funeral for him. Yes. Yep. On the cover, the cover was dope though. It had like, uh, it had Wasp crying and Captain America, Black Panther, Thor, Spider Man, and, and She Hulk, and everybody all just a hey, Johnny Storm for some reason. Because you never see Johnny Storm and Hawkeye hanging out at all, no, but yeah, he never. showed up to the funeral.
1: Yeah, that, that made no sense. No, no sense whatsoever. No, better yet, why is Daredevil standing like right by the casket like he can see
0: shit? <laughs> he can. Because Black sense. Widow put him. Oh,
1: okay. Radar, baby. That's right. That's right. You're right. You're right. My bad.
0: Radar, baby. What's he? He ain't picking up on a on a heartbeat.
1: <laughs> there you go. That's why Black Widow put him over there. like, just check yeah. just to make sure. But no, okay. Scar- Scarlet Witch is like holding her hand over her eyes like, I can't be here. Yep. You know, either that or, like, the thing just cut wind. <laughs> but, like...
2: Both are like probably Like you were true. saying...
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John.
2: I said both are probably true.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, like you were saying, like, um, you know, a lot of these in the 80s were, like, backdoor pilots to see if these things would sell. And and see if they could get a series out of it. hmm You know? Yeah,
2: they, they kept doing that even recently. Remember when, uh, a few years ago when they launched the... Rogue miniseries and a couple other ones. They were basically like, "Here's an ongoing series. Uh, no, it's a twelve issue. Uh, no, it's a six. Uh, it's canceled."
0: Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah, they do that. Marvel's bad about doing that.
1: But but you know but you know what Donnie? The thing about this Hawkeye miniseries is that if you notice, I think this is where you get the template for the. Um, for the way Marvel does the miniseries covers in the 80s. Look at the first issue, and it's, yeah. it's a standard-looking cover. And then, because it says a Marvel Comics limited series up top, but then, when you, but it doesn't have that, that standard typeface that they do for the rest of the, for, for the 80s miniseries until you get to issue two. And I think this is where it starts, when it says, like, number two in a four-issue limited series. I think this was the book where that typeface began. And right. and then they use that for like the rest of
0: the eighties. Um, I really- just remember like when I was a kid, um, I bought the first issue. I bought of this was like number three, mm-hmm. and I was and it was uh, I was trying to find uh, two and one, and I remember for some reason like number one was really hard to find. Yes, and I don't know if it was because you know. Because it was a mini series, they just didn't have a a high print run like they would for like say x men or Avengers or whatever you know what i mean
3: and
0: mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but uh it took me forever to find it, and I think I sold it and i want to look at it i want i wanna read it again, so <laughs> now i'm gonna look for it again just this whole episode is gonna cost me money <laughs> I'm looking at the comic vine
1: um uh, the comic vine uh, review of uh Hawkeye number three uh-huh. And it says uh, it says the la- the last sentence during the story, Hawkeye is always thinking bad about himself.
0: <laughs> He's all downtrodden. Yes. Sad and. Yes.
1: And what was the name of his sky cycle? Was it just called the sky cycle? I can't remember what what the Yeah. Name. Okay. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because sky cycle. The first issue I ever got from that was number four.
0: So, so you really had to go back. You were like, he's dead. No, he's not. What's going on? What's going on here? So, yeah,
1: I, once again, some something else that took me years to piece together before that uh, collection came out. So
2: Yeah, it looks like that one. It's got a whole bunch of other stuff, including uh, Tales of Suspense, a Marvel Super Action, Avengers 189, and Marvel Team-Up 95 on the Amazon for 1935. It's that uh, Hawkeye hardcover that's got him in the purple outfit shooting a bow. Yeah, yep. That's the one you need to look for, H-O-L-C-I-S.
0: Sweet.
1: The thing is, Hawkeye's popularity, you know, helped bring about West Coast Avengers and also brought about the Solo
0: Avengers book, too. Yes, because that was uh, the first half of the Solo Avengers was... You got two stories in that, mm-hmm. and it, the first one was like a, a Hawkeye. The first few issues, I think, was like an origin story of his days in the carnival. Like he met with Trickshot, and it was like a flashback thing. And then the second would be uh, whatever Avenger they had. Yeah, for that. Oh yeah, it it was cool. I, I actually missed those books. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get the run. Nice. And then I want to get them bound. Nice. Very nice. John, it's on to you, man. What you got?
1: I'm gonna de- I'm gonna dive back into my uh, DC
2: w- uh, bowl here because, and I'm gonna choose a book that DC put out at a time when they weren't making comics for forty-five year olds. And that's the uh, intro issue to basically what would become Young Justice, JLA World Without Grown-Ups.
1: Ah. Nice.
2: Yes. With the fabulous, fabulous Mike McCone and Todd DeZago and Todd Nock and Humberto Ramos Hmm. doing the one type of art that he should do, and that's drawing manga-esque characters. Do not ever let Humberto Ramos do a regular X-Men title. Remember when he did that back when they were doing that whole uh, uh, couple years ago?
1: Man, see, it's been, was, it's been so long since I read an X-book. I can't even tell you, dog.
2: Umberto Ramos did it when they were having, like, this was right after Decimation and uh, M-Day when all the mutants were gone and the birth of hope and all that. And it's like, Umberto Ramos does not draw death and destruction.
0: <laughs> no, man. Yeah.
2: No. he draw He draws action and kids and all that stuff, so... Do y'all know the basic premise of what JLA World Without Grown-Ups was?
1: Um, can you break it down? Because like, it's been so long, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you if my life depended on it.
2: Essentially, you had the whole magic and tech hitting together, and all the kids were shuntered off to a basically a parallel world, basically out of phase. And uh, all the adults were on the other side of the phase, and they had to find each other. And it was basically Clarion the Witch Boy. Was that the centerpiece of it? Nice. You, yeah. So basically, you had a lot of what would become the foundation of the Young Justice. I mean, you had the Superboy with the pimp ass leather jacket, the uh, Robin that got to wear pants, Bart Allen, and a whole bunch of the other ones, including
1: like, uh, let's see, you had Joaquin Thunder. Somebody. Uh Joaquin Thunder. That's the name I remember. Okay.
2: Ah, uh, you remember? Old, yeah. Uh, who else was in there? Captain Marvel Junior. Spoiler was in there. Wonder Girl. All of that. It was just a way it basically it was a backdoor pilot for them to start what would become Young Justice in. I mean it's not expensive, it's cheap. You can get it for about ten bucks at a show. But it's got good art. I mean just good kinetic art, which is what you gotta have with characters like Impulse and Robin and uh, Superboy, yeah. The follow-up to that was the uh, one where they basically defaced um, Mount Rushmore. Okay, because <laughs> they were break because that's where they had the uh, basically their version of I guess Star Labs or no, I'm sorry, of you know, Shield or Sword or whatever the ones that dealt with all the whatever the group was. I can never remember the group. The ones like Doctor Mister Bowens was a part
0: of. Oh were- yeah, yeah, yeah. The the paranormal something. Yeah. They're in Batwoman now. Yeah. Uh I'm trying to I can't remember the name of them Mr.
2: Bones uh uh DEO, the Department of Yeah, the DEO. And there was just a good back door pile for that. I remember who the uh two kind of liaisons, the two that uh, they always had to deal with? Ishmad about- and Donald Fight.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, Fight right. Mad. <laughs> I, could, I I wouldn't have got that in a million years. <laughs> And that,
2: remember that's also what they brought in Empress eventually later on. Hmm. You remember Empress?
1: Man, mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's wow. That's old. That that's bringing that's bringing it back. Jeez. Yeah, their version
2: of it's like, hey, look, we need a, a minority teen on the Young Justice. Yeah, let's bring her in. <laughs> Solved. Yep. So that was a good one. I mean, I go back as I man, I think if you toss kids that book today, you could get kids into comics without even trying. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's the number one? I mean, other than Spoiler Brown, I mean, kids, boys and girls love Robin among yeah. all
1: the characters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, you're right. I mean, even with um, all the incarnations of Robin, including the uh, short-lived uh, Young Justice animated series, um, Robin's always been popular. No matter you know, no matter what generation, he's always been he's always been popular because he's more than a sidekick. You know what I mean? Damian yeah. Wayne even was liked by some kids. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's
2: hard to do because Damian Wayne is a dick.
0: <laughs> Not no more. No. Not no more. Yeah, he's a clone. They can build another one.
2: <laughs> oh, they have a whole room
0: full of them. Spoiler alert for Batman <laughs> Incorporated thirteen. Oh boy
2: how many months ago six seven
0: what last I mean, month last yeah. month was that one
2: no that was they originally had showed that several months ago
0: when he well, was a ghoul going in the room that was the last panel he comes in the yeah room. but
2: they should but during the whole fight when leading up to that it was basically a case of where she showed that she had cloned him and popped him out right. and so you knew that they existed
0: <sighs>
1: craziness
2: of DC like oh look clones
1: people listen to the show trust me we are going to miss a shit ton of limited series that you probably enjoyed and there are the classics. And we probably won't talk about the classics because we've talked about them many other times before in other different in other different ways. So, um, but oh, but,
0: I, I'm gonna run down a list of honorable mentions if we don't get to them. And there I, we
1: go. I, I wrote this down. Okay, see there you go. See, I Took time. <laughs> well, I thank you. I thank you. So, so, so we. So that's y'all to know we got that covered for you. But we just talk about the ones that we really love, love, and that's no disrespect to the ones that we don't talk about. What I want to bring up is from September of 1985. It ended. It ended in like I think like February of '86. It was a Jack. One of my. It was actually the book that made me. It was that moment when I understood Jack Kirby. It took me. I was like 10 years, I was uh, 10 years old when I got this and it cuz like when I, before I turned 10 I did not understand Jack Kirby. I didn't. I was just like I don't get it. You know, why do people think he's so awesome with and, his blocks. Yeah, and and then and his crackles. Hey man, Kirby crackles are great
0: now. And his blocky crackles.
1: Hey man, I love it. I love it. Um but this limited series was what made me appreciate Jack Kirby and made me love Jack Kirby it's also the most bat shit insane miniseries i've read all time that has to do with selling fucking toys
0: yeah i knew this was coming up too
1: gi joe centurions superpowers one through six
0: oh, i thought it was i thought it was Sectors.
1: oh man oh sectars oh man no no that's kidding that's in the, no that's in the basement son okay that's in the basement i need to go back and read that shit but uh superpowers no. No, you do not. I, I need to. I need to for the for the fun of it. But no, superpowers had three limited series: uh, one in eighty four, that was Jack that was done by Jack Kirby; um, one in eighty five, that was done by Jack Kirby; and then one in eighty six, which was not Jack Kirby, so I didn't get that one. Um, but the one in eighty five was the first one that I that I bought. And basically, Dark Side is just trying to basically take over take over the Earth, you know, and he wants to put. Um, the earth in apocalypse's image and you get like a whole ca- basically everybody that has a toy and superpowers at this time is in this limited series dr fate wonder woman green lantern superman hawkman calabac steppenwolf um all these cats
0: get out it- on the
1: highway <laughs> but the adventures are so fucking bizarre Because you know, because like Jack Kirby is the dude that created Darkseid, he created Apocalypse, he created you know, you know, the Fourth World. So he's bringing all of this into this toy universe, and and it's just it's mind it's mind boggling and mind blowing. But the thing that really pulled me in were the covers because the covers are just like striking especially like the first one like the first cover the issue one cover is dark side he's got this crazy look on his face and he's like he's got his he's got his hand out and like you see him like holding like all these you know super you know members of the superpowers team and they're you know and like and they're trying to beat up this big giant dark side and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Okay, I got to get this on general principle." And like the second issue cover is crazy because it looks like this big ass alligator is trying to like eat Hawkman, and Calaback is like pointing, like looking at him, like, "We about to get you, punk!" And then the third issue, they're on Easter Island, and like Darkseid has brought like the um, the monuments from Easter Island to life, and and like Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and and Doctor Fate have to like take, you know, have to like stop them. Issue four. Firestorm's getting his ass whooped by Steppenwolf, and Superman's got to come in and save the day. And then, like, issue five, like, Las Vegas gets um, put in, like, Dark Side's image. And then, like, issue number six is, like, the classic challenge of the Super Friends cover because you got, like, all the bad guys on one side. You got all the heroes on the other side. But, like, in the front is Superman and Darkseid, like, gripping each other like, oh, we about to wrestle. The shit is great. I love this limited series and I seriously I read it just as much as I used to read West Coast Avengers back in the day that limited series I read it so much I had to literally go and buy more reader copies of it so I'm I think this was like I think I had bought bought three different reader copies of this limited series and this was also during DC's 50th anniversary Um, that's when it started it started during DC's 50th anniversary in 1985 so um, it's, it's just one of the strangest books you'll ever read uh, Pencils by Jack Kirby Inks by Greg Feigston uh, uh, and if I'm not mistaken I can't remember who wrote it though I want to say that Jack Kirby also wrote it and I might be wrong on that but I think, I think he did write it too because I don't have the issues in front of me I just love it it made me love Jack Kirby it did it really did and the thing is people will say oh it's not his best work and they're probably right it probably isn't his best work but damn it, I love it. I just—it's just great.
0: Eighty-four.
1: Uh, eighty-five. The eighty-four one—the eighty-four one is different. Um, the eighty-four I think was either a four or five issue miniseries. But it was the one, five issues. But the one in eighty-five was a six issue miniseries. It,
0: okay, because it was penciled by Andre Gonzalez and it was written by Joe Cavalleri and Jack Kirby. It was what? the first miniseries in eighty-four.
1: Right. Right. But the second one is penciled by by Kirby, with inks by Greg Teegstan. It's written by
0: Paul Kupperberg. Ah, well, there we go. That would explain it. Of Archie fame. Yes. Oh, he's an oh, he's an Archie writer now, isn't he? Oh yeah, I think so. Sure. Hey man, hey man, folks got to work. He wrote the '86 one, and Carmen Infantino drew it. That's why I didn't buy it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't make myself do it. I could. I
1: couldn't see the fat faces.
2: You one of those? Were you one of the guys who were like me? Carmine Infantino died, and okay.
1: No, I wasn't. I, here's the thing. I, I, you know I remember how much he screwed people over. I've I've read stories. I've I've read story like back issue had a story ha, had a story on that a while ago. But um, I want to talk about it. I do No. No. I know. We're not going to talk about it. I know. I know you like Carmine Infantino. I do. I know you I like him. his work. No. And I'm and look. I'm not trying to say his work was bad. It's just that like in, depending on who inked him certain people that inked him will the phone stop ringing sorry um certain people that that would ink carmine damn it stop ringing. hello oh. all right it, hello it, no no it, it stopped ringing um,
2: is it me sh- you're looking for
1: but um sure.
0: if certain people if, sean it's your own elder pick <laughs> up the goddamn damn i hate these machines all the time with the the beeps i never know when the beep is beep, beep. <laughs> Oh, God. Hello? <laughs> Is this you? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> who did I call? If certain people
1: inked Infantino, then I could dig it. But if, like, it's...
0: You not dig it,
2: sucker.
1: I don't know, man. I think it's one of those things where I think, like, because I, I, I saw Kurt Swan artwork first. So then mm-hmm. when I saw Infantino second, like, I just said, no, I like Swan more than Infantino. But I know that Infantino had a lot to do with The Flash way back when. So, like, you know, like I said, man, to each their own. Way
0: back when, he did forever.
1: Yeah. You know, so to each their own. And like I said, I'm, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. The only person I can hate on is, like, Vince Coletta because he just erased people's lines um, before he would in. Vince yeah.
0: Well, a lot of, like, uh, in the 80s, a lot of usually Carmine stuff was done by Frank McLaughlin. Really? Yeah. Like, that whole Trial the Flash thing that went on for, like, <laughs> way Six too years. long. Yeah. It went on from uh, December of '84 to Octo- October of '85.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a
0: long ass trial. That is, man. Shit.
1: Man, OJ wish he had a trial that long. Man, taxpayers paid out the ass for that trial,
0: and he kept having adventures at the same yep, time. He sure did, because he was on bail, <laughs> and the Justice League kicked him out. Superman was a signing vote, and he signed. And it was oh, it was horrible. <laughs> but you kept reading it, didn't you? I got every issue.
3: <laughs>
0: I still got every issue. And you know, um, you no, know that's traded. That's an actual not only just a trade, but it's also an actual showcase edition. What? Yeah, because they actually go from where he gets arrested, which was like, I don't know, 82. And
2: they- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the last ones you can get to because of the yeah. way that Carmine's, uh, contract was written that they don't have to pay him as much in residual because that's why all the uh, showcases and stuff stop at a certain point because mm. <laughs> then they have to start because that's when all the contracts have changed
1: wow yeah so superpowers yes so say yeah, superpowers that was that was me superpowers from 1985 six-issue miniseries and i think that is actually Sell toys that yourself, yep. And I also think that that miniseries is collected in like a Jack Kirby uh, omnibus that DC put out. So, uh, so yeah, you should be able to find the reader copies pretty cheap. But um, that omnibus is pretty nice too. So, get a chance, check it out. If you love Jack Kirby, you need to, you need to read this and have some fun with it.
2: A book that is so of the '80s, it's scary. Five Issue Limited, Chris Claremont (laughs) and Brett Eric Anderson, God Loves, Man Man Kids. Just by the opening few pages, when two young kids get shot and murdered by a couple of purifiers. Wait, wasn't that a a graphic novel? Yes, it was a five issue limited before it became
0: one. Really? Yeah. Holy moly, I didn't know that. Yeah, I have the It's just everybody remembers model.
2: it as the trade because you know I actually looked it up and it should. I wanted to be sure because comic book DB shows the five issues separate, so mm. and got wow. them not caring, so they had ABC the late night news, aka nightline mm-hmm. having the debate and people getting shot. A whole bunch of crap. It's just a very depressing book. It ends on a kinda good note. <laughs> it's like, at, it like just reading from the synopsis at the end at the X-Mansion Magneto asks the X-Men and Xavier to join his crusade and they written the misspelled crusade against the humans and their hate Xavier accepts but not Cyclops who still believes on his dream of humans and mutants living together as one unique race
0: that's pretty ironic now yeah, yeah. but that but there's just
2: like and the whole big finale is at MSG
0: um yeah. the the one thing that I remember taking away from that when I read it back in the day was this was like the first real issue where I was like you got that really blurred line with Magneto Mm, because Magneto shows those kids and, and you know what I mean? He shows up and he's like, you sons of bitches. Because no one, I don't care if you're mutant or not. I mean, no one wants to see kids killed. No. Right? So so Magneto was like, you sons of... And you were like, the first time reading X-Men comic, you were like, yeah, Magneto, whoop their ass. Mm. Like, that's where you first got like the blurred lines. Like, maybe he's not so bad. You know, maybe he's just... A little extreme in his ways, you know. Maybe he's 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 not a bad guy after all.
2: Yeah, gives you see a lot of
0: background on Stryker as well. Yeah, but didn't they do something later where there was a, he had a kid? Because I remember it was like uh, you found out about uh Sabretooth's kid, Graydon Creed was his name, and then there was Stryker. I thought had a kid too. That was like right around the same age, and they were both anti mutant people.
2: God loves man kills. Ah, eh, they are. Not that the art's okay. It's really, it it's really kind of faded and not not very striking. But the story, Claremont, being Claremont, it's wordy. It's a wordy bitch.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah. But that was. But again, that was during that period of time where you could have, you could have a very compelling story, and the art may not have been tops, but the story itself was so was so well done that you didn't worry about the quality of the art. You know what I mean? Yeah. Y- you know, and the I-
2: covers were Sinkevich and Adam Hughes.
1: Yep. Speaking of, uh, Bill Sinkevich, uh, while going through my comics, I found a copy from, uh, a copy of Johnny Quest from Kimiko comics and it was a <laughs> Bill Sinkevich cover. It is fucking insane. I-, I need to keep it on general principle. Sorry. Continue. <sighs> uh, <laughs> but did you have anything else you wanted to say on God loves man kills?
2: If you read it, it's really just a good shift in tone mm-hmm. for a um, Marvel at the time, yeah. and you see a lot more of the of what became out of that. And like you said, Donnie, you started going maybe I should root for Magneto, and mm-hmm. didn't that lead into him being part of one of the X
0: groups? Yeah, a, a few years later. Uh, yeah, because uh, that's when Professor X didn't he go into outer space or something? Yes, and uh, that's
2: with, uh, the landra
0: Yeah, in and a he clone let- body. And he let Magneto run his school.
1: Yeah, and didn't like Magneto have like that outfit with uh it was like that dark purple with a big ass white M on it.
0: Yes, it was horrible with that stupid purple cape. <laughs> that was like it was like oh god, it was bad. <laughs> the M is for Magneto. But the <laughs> The M is for Eric. <laughs>
2: Hell is for
1: victory. Oh.
0: God. And, uh, and uh, there was some cool uh, around that time when he was headmaster of the school. There was a lot of cool new mutant issues around that time too. Where like Magneto just couldn't hack it, so he just gave the new mutants to the Hellions oh. to, to the White Queen and like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, just take them." I'm going to take The rest a
2: of you, you go off with Cable.
1: That's fucked up. He's treating them like baby's kids. He <laughs>
0: I'm gonna talk to you about one of my all-time written by someone uh, by a man that not a lot of people really like, but uh, I say you can let this man write Batman all day, and that is the Long Halloween uh, by I love that series. Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Mm. Uh, I say don't let Jeff Loeb write Marvel shit. Because when he wrote Wolverine and you found out that Wolverine and Sabretooth and Wolfsbane were part of a subset race of mutants. Did you read that story? No, <laughs> I did not know about this, no. They were all animals. They were like mutated animals, like their ancestors were mutated animals, and that's how they, yeah, it was pretty bad.
1: So they have like a like an animal mutant family picnic or something
0: like yeah, that? Yeah, it's all been retcon. Okay. I think I think it was like a four-issue arc. And then uh, by the time he was off the book, they had already retconned it. Damn. Uh, It's a 13-issue series, uh, and it's where uh, you get the origin of Two-Face and a killer called Holiday, who is a killer that murders members of the Falcone mob family. And each issue, like the first issue is called Crime. And then each issue uh, up to 13 takes place a murder. Uh, there's a murder on a holiday. And it's just, it, it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, you know, uh, April Fool's, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Independence Day, Roman holiday. White day. and day. Uh, and Labor Day. And in the 13th episode uh, issue is called Punishment. And um, it's just a great detective story. It really is. And he writes, Loeb writes one of the dumbest Batman villains of all time. And he takes him and makes him a creepy-ass dude. And that's Calendar Man. Because Batman it keeps interviewing Calendar Man because he, he wants to know what... He, what these dates have to do and and blah 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 and it's just awesome and there's like uh, the one issue was my favorite was April Fool's Day and they thought there was going to be this big old murder on April Fool's Day that was the one day the dude didn't kill nobody (laughs) but I mean I own this thing uh, in single issues I own it in trade paperback and I own it in absolute edition and I read this story at least once a year. That is dedication. And it's just... And, and I'll be honest with you, like Dark Victory or the... Uh, uh, what was the other series they did? Uh, the other Batman one they did. It was like a series of one-shots for... Uh, I think for, I think it was for Halloween. Didn't they do like a series? Like one a year for a few years or whatever. They I, put it in a trade. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, they're good, but nothing lives up to this really doesn't uh i i think he killed it with this and the art is absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. see I i need and you know what? i actually need to read the
1: long halloween because once again it's one of those things i read dark victory first
0: yeah not bad but not the greatest, you know, I, 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 I don't get me. Wrong. I
1: enjoy. I mean, I sincerely enjoyed Dark Victory, but I've never read Long Halloween. So if I read Long Halloween, I probably say, "Oh well, shit, dude, this is a, this is way better." Uh,
0: Dark Victory
2: but, was the one with the Reaper. What number no, was that year two?
0: That was Batman. No, that was two. year two. Yeah, uh, the one Dark Victory was the origin of Robin. Oh yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, see, I got um, I got a lot of these books packed away because I'm, I'm uh, trying to find trying to make a room because i'm not gonna have a comic book room anymore so
1: no no you, you got a young one coming man so you, you got to reorganize you know you still still yeah. have a space reorganize aka put your shit in the basement <laughs>
2: Hey, and put oh, it up on the attic that's where my office that's where my studio is now <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> put uh make sure you put them um boxes on tables because your does your basement flood not really okay well still put them put them up Put them up, put them up So they don't get wet
0: I might actually get a storage uh, Locker No, don't get a storage locker Then you can't go get your comics I give get my comics anytime I want to I'm going to have the key, fool
1: (laughs) Yeah, but not at like 10 o'clock at night Right, 10 o'clock at night Man, I want to go read Long Hollow Oh,
0: it's in the locker no i will have a bookshelf in my bedroom that has my favorite trades and shit on it okay all right then that's fine i'm working shit out don't worry about it all
1: right no problem all right
0: but yeah that that, i had to mention that one before we i don't know how how long we're but i had to mention that one and, and talk on it a bit
1: I'm actually going to talk about one real quick that no one would probably even uh, think that I would talk about. Like I said, I have a I have a honorable mention list like Donnie does. Millennium. No. <laughs> the crossover, wow. the crossovers were great. OK, I love the crossovers, but that miniseries as a whole. Dr.
0: Chase, Dr. Chase is a, a manhunter. I'm telling
1: you, if you—that oh, was a, was that Millennium? Yeah, it was Millennium. Okay. Yeah. Now, if y'all, I swear, like, if y'all would have went to uh, the Comic Geek Speak Super Show this year, Joe uh, Joe Staten was there, and they uh, Joe Staten had a panel, and
0: somebody brought up Millennium, and he punched him in the face. <laughs> it was the equivalent of it. Old old ass Joe Staten just yeah. stood up, just just ninja kicked to do right uh, in the he face. Just, he like flipped the table. <laughs> he flipped the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, power bomb the kid through the table.
1: Oh, that'd have been great, but no. He basically said that, um, in layman's terms, like just in layman's terms, he said that it could have been something really good, but it was a rush job. And, oh yeah, you could tell. And he said, just the end result was what she got, which was not that great. That's in the, in the quickest terms. But
0: um, I want, if I ever get a job at DC, I want to do a four issue miniseries. On the uh, gay Cuban hairdresser, new guardian guy. (laughs) (laughs) Like what happened to him after millennium? Because you don't know what happened to him after millennium. He wasn't Cuban
2: anyway. He was Argentinian.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
2: I think they killed him off.
0: And you know what? what? I feel bad that you know that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> sorry,
0: let me talk.
1: Dude, but
2: I love that series.
1: I, I'm sorry. I love like I said, the crossovers are great. I just cannot deal with that actual mini series itself. Um actually this mini series, because like the way they did it, it was actually built into the actual run of this set comic book. And I can thank Donnie for this, um, because he actually talked about this on multiple episodes of Tales from the Attic. Ar- Archie meets kiss
0: No you didn't
1: Yes, that shit is hilarious. Archie meets kiss is fucking hilarious <laughs> because it makes no fucking sense sure at- it does at all.
0: It's another it's another example of why you shouldn't hang out with teenage witches.
1: <laughs> teenage witches, zombies oh. superhero kiss superhero kiss people. And one of the one of the members of Kiss just keeps whispering. Um, you can't you can't hear what they're saying. And
0: That's because it's Peter Chris, and they'll yell at him if he talks out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and, and,
2: and, <laughs> hey, do not speak ill of the new owners of
1: an arena league team. Kiss owns an arena league team. They yeah, test-
0: yeah, that was a bunch of shit. There was on Yahoo. It had a big old freaking. Kiss buys professional football team. I was like, holy shit, no way. Because they got the money to buy any team in the NFL. You know they do. So I was like, holy shit. And I click on it. It's like some kind of arena football league. I said, kiss my ass.
2: (laughs) And and they're not even playing in L.A. They're playing out in Anaheim. But your season ticket includes a ticket to a Kiss concert.
1: Sorry. That's hilarious. So Bon Jovi owns a team in Philly and Kiss owns a team in Anaheim. See, I, 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 Bon Jovi owns an arena team. Yeah, he owns. He yes. he's the owner one of the owners of the Philadelphia Soul. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, good for him. It's but, nice. But no, good, good for you. But um, but then you know Archie, Archie and the gang use the power of rock and roll to defeat, defeat the zombies, and it's it's just the craziest batshit insane mini. Because first off, who's thinking about putting kiss in a fucking comic book in today's era? Okay. Gene is- Simmons.
2: Yeah, Gene. Gene, I need more money, Simmons.
0: <laughs> Gene went to All Archie. Gene funny. Simmons would put Kiss on toilet paper.
2: Has <laughs> <Yes>. if he? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: had I had to mention um, Archie meets Kiss, like it because it is a limited series. That's how they they marketed the book as a limited series, but it's within the actual Archie run.
0: Yeah, it's it's, a, it's an arc in Archie. <laughs> yep.
1: And the fact that Archie actually. Pulled it off and did it. And,
0: and I did. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. No,
1: and, and the fact that more and more I believe every day that Jughead is not only a food junkie, but I think he's also. He, I think he does have a
0: weed addiction. He, he does. Um, hey, wow, man. Can we stop and get some cheeseburgers? It pops, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I, I played
1: with that guy, man. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta give. I gotta give that creative team love. Um, I don't have. I actually don't have the notes for that on me. I apologize, but uh, I gotta give. I gotta give that that miniseries love. Um,
0: I almost bought the Archie meets Glee. I bought it for Lee. But then I, I heard that they all died of a hair and overdose oh, afterwards, so, so I that, didn't. <laughs> it's
1: wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. I actually. Oh, I, I actually bought that for Lee, and she loved it. She absolutely loved it. And I thought she wouldn't like it at all, but she she said it was great. And um, she, she was sad when it was all done. She was like, are they going to do more of these? I was like, I doubt it.
0: Well, they might now, but we'll just with one less guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sad. Uh, yeah, sad. sad. That's a word. Yes, sad. <laughs>
2: my next one is a one that was created by Keith Giffen who did the layouts but also Bart Sears finished it It's from the early 90s it was when DC was doing all of those hey look it's an annual time
1: oh shit so, you oh, guessed it oh.
2: early 90s It's it has one Armageddon. name but it's also it's also better known as hey we got all these secondary characters we got duplicates of let's just kill them all off Eclipso the darkness within <laughs>
1: <laughs> I still have one of those annuals somewhere.
2: I had them all I had the entire thing and then I lost and then I uh, then was my it, cat destroyed a couple of the issues,
0: so I was like, fuck it. Got rid of the rest. Was that um that's someone that went it had like a, a an issue to start off the story and then it continued through all the annuals? Yes. And then there's, it had an issue to wrap up the story or something like that, And right? then
2: an the aftermath, yes. And, yeah. no, and didn't and it, it had the little, did, I think it was the one that had, was that, yeah, it had the uh, little uh, black diamond in it.
0: Because they did a lot of those, I mean, them and Marvel actually did a lot of those annual stories. Oh,
2: well. Yeah, there's one on my uh, honorable mentions that I'll put in here, too, that was like that. It was like all of those were like, like
1: bloodlines and all of that. Or, or or when the Marvel stuff like um, when they when they like say you're doing they're doing the annual crossovers miniseries like the Vibranium Vendetta, yes,
0: um, Atlantis Attacks,
1: yes, <laughs> that's
2: on my that that is in a omnibus and I keep wanting to get it but, yep. they, but if they dropped it ten bucks I actually told my LCS like if you gave me that for ten more dollars less I will buy it
0: he's like you could get one on eBay for like forty bucks I um I'm not even lying. Uh, I, I almost like, bought it myself. I almost, I almost pushed the, I almost pushed, but then I was like, you know what? I could get all these annuals in a fifty cent bin, and it will cost me twenty bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the thing
2: is, I'm, I'm trying to clear out comics, so
1: yeah. I, I, I tell you what, though. I tell you <laughs> like, what. Else? If you look
2: at some of the series that there was in this, yeah, you're like, wait, these were around then?
1: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> of course, you had Superman, Man of Steel, Green Lantern. Detective Comics Annual, Superman, Justice League of America, Demon. That's right, he had one. The Flash, Action, Wonder Woman, Green Lan- Green Arrow, Robin, Hawk World, Hawk World and Eclipso. Really? You yeah. said
0: Hawk World. Yes, that was that's a thing. For- yes.
2: <laughs> new ten- the New Titans, JLE, Batman, LEGION. Adventures of Superman, and then they wrapped it up with Eclipso, and then Valor, number one.
0: Mm.
1: Valor, wow,
0: yeah. I always used to get Valor confused with Monel because I thought it was the same person. Because weren't their costumes like identical? I they thought so.
2: The oh, weren't they? They were the same, weren't they?
0: I thought they
1: were. were they? I thought they wow, were. Yeah. Wow, that right. Yeah, wow. That's that's crazy. I, and there was also a, an an regular monthly series. Yes, and it was great cuz Eclipso was a dick. And he was and they were just killing off folks left and right cuz I remember I bought an issue, right? I, like in a quarter bin. I bought an yes. issue and like um, cuz like it had the black the black Dr. Midnight
0: who was female. I was like, "Oh, cool. Let yeah. me check. The, oh, she's dead." Oh, they got rid <laughs> it, of all those Infinity Inc. people. Yeah, yeah man. They killed,
2: off the, they killed off the Mexican um Wildcat?
1: Yep, sure did. They were just like, "All oh, y'all got to die." I need to go no. back and I need to go back in the quarter bin and find all those just to see how much shit they got rid of on purpose. They was like, "No, nah, we got we we clear the clear the decks, clear, clear the decks. Everybody's got to die."
0: Come on, Alex Sequera and Dan Parent did Archie meets Kiss. By the
1: Thank way. you very much, Donnie. I appreciate that. that. Prop shout outs to Alex and Dan. When I see Dan Parent at a convention, I'm shake his hand and be like, "That shit was great." <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but wow, Clipso, so, the darkness with wow, that was a great series because it killed off a lot
2: of people. Wow, they were like, yeah, you're useless, bye. That is insane.
0: Yeah, we don't know what to do with you. Uh, good luck in your future or- endeavors. You're dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> can't. Duplic- yeah, you know, we got duplicates of you. Uh, because we brought you, we did you because we were getting rid of these guys, but now they're back. So. Yeah, it was yeah. nice knowing you, you. can't they're just back send,
0: and they're more popular. We
1: can't you can't send you on a cruise.
0: We enjoy can't. your
1: trip to ring, enjoy Ring of Honor.
0: Oh. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So, it was it was the Mexican Wildcat, the Black Doctor Midnight and Charlie Haas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Manhunter. And, Which one? I've lost track. There were they,
2: ki- they killed off a couple others too. Didn't they kill off like Doctor, uh, was it Captain Steel or Sergeant Steel or whatever? Yeah,
0: his name? I think they did. Yeah, the metal guy. Yeah, what, what, what the well, name Sergeant was? Steel was a. He was like a. a, a um, he was like a Nick Fury, but instead of an eyepatch, yeah. he had like a steel hand. <laughs> this book came out in 2005 uh, 2004 to 2005 it was a seven issue miniseries and I'll be honest with you being a child from the 80s and being such a DC head uh, and a big fan of the satellite era the satellite era (laughs) not the Detroit era the satellite era you leave Detroit alone you leave Detroit alone Um,
2: and they're bankrupt (laughs)
0: um this is the one comic book that, I'm, I'm going to say here, live on the internet, the first issue of this book made me cry, and that is Identity Crisis. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really showed in 2004, like, DC was, quote-unquote, writing books for 45-year-olds. Yeah. really. This is where you could really see them take a more adult, dark turn in in the more modern age of comics, like we all know about the Watchmen, Dark Knight shit, but that was over there, and they had their regular DC shit over here.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, but this is where, like, and dude, I mean, <sighs> Brad Meltzer, you son of a bitch, and 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 Rag Morales' pencils were damn near perfect. Yep. It would, dude. It was just an awesome series. It's a murder mystery. Uh, a lot of people were disappointed when they found out who the killer was. I thought that shit was great. It made you like sense. Huh?
2: You liked be being Gene Loring?
0: I did. It did. I liked her having a nervous breakdown and trying to. It was very murder. She wrote, <laughs> trying to keep her husband. Uh, it was. It was a basic murder story with people with superpowers like. You know that shit can happen to them too, but I mean that first issue, where elongated man Ralph Dibney, is on the roof with Fire Hawk, and they're they're watching. Um, oh, what was the villain's name? Anyway, they're watching this dude because they're they're they about a, sh- a shipment of 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 uh, these weapons that supervillains are interested in, so they're watching this dude, and uh, he's on the roof. Talking to Firehawk, talking about, yeah, my birthday's coming up, and Sue always tries to have a mystery for me to solve, but I always beat her to the punch and this, that, and the other thing. And then the fool gets a call, and it's his wife, and she's dying. And then you find out, you know what the mystery was, dude? She gets killed, but you know what the mystery was? What was it? She was pregnant with their first kid. Mm. And not only did this dude lose his wife but then he finds out he loses his baby and it's just ugh. and then the funerals and the next issue where you couldn't he couldn't control himself so he was crying and his face was all stretching and shit and it was just and then you had a justice league getting together and it was every member of the justice league from the beginning to 2000 when i say four or five yes yeah. And they were all, and the Titans and Young Justice and all these fools, man, got together and they were just like, every team in the DC Universe is like, we're going to find this motherfucker. Yeah. And then they all thought it was Dr. Light because Dr. Light did bad things to Sue Dibney. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Light hired Deathstroke and Deathstroke took out the entire Justice League. That's when you saw what a big badass Deathstroke was. Yeah,
2: reestablished him. It yeah cost a lot. It did a lot of what became uh, the stuff for Final Crisis and uh, yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: I did and, and the and, other Crisis,
0: yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, what was it? not? It was not Final. What was the Infinite one? Crisis? Infinite, Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis. Yeah, yeah Because they were they were laying seeds about the uh, secret society of supervillains in that book <laughs> as well. Then you had the whole Zantana mind wipe shit. Yeah, which yeah. made Batman go off. Yeah, I mean, there was just it. It was it had ramifications that went on, um, but it is a standalone seven issue miniseries, dude. Uh, I have the I have the issues. I have the hardcover. They did make an absolute. I don't think a hundred dollars is worth seven issues. No, you know what I'm no, saying? No. It really isn't, and you could get a nice. I have a nice deluxe hardcover. I think the price tag is like 40 bucks. You could probably find it online for half that, and that is more than worth it, you know? But that is absolutely one of the best stories that I probably uh, read in in 32 years. It was just awesome. And I'm done with Oh, you want me to do my honorable mentions? Yes, sir. Okay. You guys are going to start crossing shit off now. Because if we had time, I would have talked about all these. Secret Wars. Crisis on Infinite Earths. Legends. Green Lantern Rebirth. Both Bob Layton and Hercules miniseries from the 80s. Uh, Civil War. <laughs> Wolverine from Claremont and Miller. Villains United. Secret, Secret Six. Six Degrees of Devastation. Punisher, the Mike Zek series yes. from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel, John Byrne miniseries. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one, yes. Avengers Forever, Avengers Children's Crusade, Avengers JLA, uh, all the criminal miniseries have all been great from Brubaker and um, Phillips. Phillips, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Final Crisis Revelations was a great uh, miniseries where uh, the the Question and Huntress are trapped in a in a church, mm-hmm. and uh, Vandal Savage is taken over by Kane. And all these people with the anti-life equation are trying to get in there and kill all the people in the church and shit. And try and conform them over. It was pretty cool.
2: Did they have Um, to bring The Undertaker in? Yeah.
0: (laughs) And Kane. um, Contest of Champions, the original miniseries for Marvel Comics.
1: I've got that. Dude, I've got that. uh, I got that hardcover
0: for five bucks at a show this year. Nice. Where the collector. Who in the Games Master was it? Mm Mm-hmm. They captured all the the superheroes and made them fight each other.
1: You know that they had to revamp that miniseries because originally that was supposed to be a comic that was going to coincide with the Olympics. And the United States decided not to attend the Olympics that year. So they had to revamp it all together in order to sell
0: it as Contest of the Champions. I didn't know that. Yes. Uh, Also, I have... uh, Marvel's Projects, mm-hmm. which is, if you like um, uh, Golden Age, it's like more of a modern Golden Age shield. Penguin, Pain and Prejudice, mm-hmm. which is a couple of years old, awesome miniseries. It's an origin story of the Penguin. Um, Chris Roberson's Masks, uh, where all the pulp heroes that Dynamite owns gets together and goes after a big threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have also Blackest Night, because mm-hmm. who doesn't love zombies? Zombie superheroes. Uh, Batgirl Year One was one of the greatest origin stories ever. And also, I don't know if you could consider this a mini series, but it went on for a, a year, and that is DC's 52. You can, and what I, you can consider that a mini, I think. What yeah. I really enjoyed about that is you didn't have any of the heavy hitters in that. Yeah. And, it, and, and that actually, uh, there's still some ramifications from identity. Uh, identity Crisis and um, what was the Middle Crisis one again? Uh, the Jeff Johns Inf- crisis, infinite crisis Infinite Crisis. Infinite uh, Crisis. It takes place after those and um, you can see like heroes dealing with all that as well. Oh, and I have Night and Squire too by Paul Corno which is a great um, it's a very British miniseries mm. about the Batman and Robin of, of London and that is it for me. A
1: couple I got um, like you've mentioned, like a good amount of them, but like a more of the uh, the, the '80s uh, Marvel stuff, like West Coast Avengers, or um,
0: yeah, I, I knew you were going to talk you, about that, so you, I didn't mention. Oh, it.
1: Oh no, it's all good. Uh, some of like the uh, annual crossovers, if you can get them like cheap, because like not all the stories in them are great, but some of them are good. Like uh, for for shits and giggles, the Evolutionary War, because you know I can't stand the High Evolutionary, but. Mm-hmm. The annuals. Some of those annuals were awesome, so I have to give. I remember to the that.
0: Avengers one was awesome because I don't think the Avengers really had a team, right? So the captain just hit the the uh, Avengers uh, wristwatch thing, and like the Hulk, Beast, uh, the female Yellow Jacket, mm-hmm. Falcon, and it was. I love when teams do that shit, dude. Um, it's like a bunch of people that that normally don't work together all of a sudden show up and have to and have to do something. Oh, yep. yeah.
1: Definitely. But also things like um, a couple of like, Elseworlds books like uh, the N- Justice League, The Nail by uh, Alan Davis and Mark Farmer. That is a great mini. And like it's an um, it's like in prestige format. It's like three prestige format books. Yeah, and, it's uh,
0: Elsewhere's. Elseworlds. Yeah, yeah, Elseworlds.
1: Yes. Um, Justice League, The Nail, then Justice League, Another Nail. <coughs> um, those are really good. Final Night, Final night, I enjoyed for the simple fact that um, this was the miniseries that brought back, um, uh, brought that gave uh, John Stewart the ability to walk again. So um, because uh, once he decided he wanted to, well, that was between that and quote unquote Hal Jordan helping him do that. So um, that played into it too. Uh, But uh, final night was uh, was pretty good. Armageddon 2001. You know, I stayed away from Armageddon. And I, I did once try uh, Invasion once, and I just I couldn't read it. I tried. It it was just too much. That had mullet Superman. Sure did. That mullet was flowing. It was flowing. Oh, the Arsenal miniseries from, the, from like the late 90s, written by Devin Grayson. That one was really good. That one was very, very good. Um, like late nineties, early two thousands. Uh but uh not not that arsenal I've got a mechanical arm and and like uh I, I, I and I can't I get it fix. up.
0: Yeah. And I killed I killed a drug addict with a dead cat.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, not not that arsenal. Not I, that arsenal. And I can't get it up.
1: Yeah, no, no, not that one. I can't fuck with that one. Um so so yeah, those are some of those are some of mine. I have more. Um I just like I said before, I can't think of a majority of them. Were the '80s Marvel miniseries because that's what I grew up on, and so so yeah, mm-hmm. but, but but yeah, but of course so yeah that's that's some of the ones that uh, Jack of Hearts. There we go, Jack of Hearts one through four, Rocket Raccoon one through four. You know, there's those crazy miniseries like Cats that you would even think like you got a miniseries. You know Beauty what I and mean? the Beast. Y'all, the Lord. Um, yes. Uh, so yeah, man, just crazy as shit, just so crazy. And there's like said, so there's many we've left out. You got okay. a couple,
2: John? Uh, really only a couple left. Uh, the original Legion Lost, the one that, in, that came out of the ending of uh, the Archie Legion. Okay. Twelve issues. Good story. And really the only other one is, I don't know if it's really, because it had so many effing crossovers, but it still got a place in my heart. And that is Superman, Our World's at War. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: I like She's that good. one. I like that. Yeah. And Atlantis attacks.
2: Yes, and Atlantis attacks. <laughs> but you had already mentioned everything else. I really had you guys already said.
0: So. And acts of vengeance.
1: The Batman Adventures, the Lost Years. Um, that one I really enjoyed. Um, that was like from the nineties. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think what what else was there. Ah, uh, at Earth's End. Uh, it was an Elseworlds one from ninety three. That one I enjoyed. Um. We oh. forgot to. We well, said
2: kingdom and kingdom
1: come.
0: Oh yeah. Well, you know what, man. What was the other one before kingdom come? I said the uh, kingdom. The, oh, the kingdom. The kingdom.
1: You know what? I, I remember. I used to really, in, I really enjoyed kingdom come when I first got it. And Now I can't read it. I don't know. Maybe it's my whole attitude towards it's changed, but it. I just. And I don't. I don't care that much
0: for it now. Uh, go ahead. There's a couple other. Things that are, they're like uh, m- series that are made up of a series of miniseries, say that 10 times fast, <laughs> such as Criminal, but also in that kind of vein is like uh, BPRD yeah. and Hellboy and uh, Lock and Key, which is a series of six issue miniseries that are basically a chapter of one long story. Yeah.
1: Or, 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 like, say, for instance, um, like, the original first series of Mouse Guard, which was, like, a limited series, uh, Mouse Guard Fall 1152, you know, right. that, um, you know, some people will qualify Scout Pilgrim as a series, but it's just, like, a miniseries of, like, of compact OGNs uh, right. that, that lock together, you know, it just, there's a lot of stuff. Oh, I can't, oh I'm so fucking stupid. Well, how could I forget about Wild Storms the American Way? That was one of the best miniseries of 2006. How the fuck did I forget to mention that one? That's a great book. It's written by, uh, I want to say, was it John Ridley? Um, you get a chance. If you get a chance, you should be able to find it pretty inexpensively. Go find The American Way. That is a, I'm not even going to explain it to you. You just need to go buy it. Um, it's worth it's worth your time, and it's worth reading. Um Suicide Squad, raised the Flag from two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, uh, that was pretty good. That, that was a pretty, that was a pretty good one. Um, yeah, man, like uh, that's that stuff was really good. Now, um, dishonorable mention uh, is uh, Contest Millennium. Champions
0: two. Oh, that that's was Secret
1: Wars two.
0: Oh, God. You that know, doesn't count.
1: The cross up once again. Crossovers are awesome. Miniseries terrible,
4: just mm. terrible.
1: I like the crossovers for that, but the miniseries is just bad. Just bad. Oh, that
0: hurts my heart.
1: Didn't uh The Vision and Scarlet Witch have a 80s mini series too?
0: They had a one in '82 and then another one where the twins were born. Okay. That was a twelve issue. Okay. And there's an awesome issue of that where it was like a guess who's coming to dinner. Yeah. And it was Wanda's fucked up family. <laughs> so it was like her brother, his estranged wife, um, Crystal, and their baby, and Magneto, and uh, and then Wonder Man. Because they, remember they put that like uh, Vision had part of Wonder Man's... Ingram's yeah, memory. In, yeah. I can't believe you found a, a picture of Gene Simmons holding up Kiss Hello Kitty <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> Oh. Screen screensaver. Oh, but All I had to
2: do was search, the uh, kiss toilet paper, and it was like it auto
1: filled it.
0: Yeah, well, I believe that. Um. Also, uh, can't
1: for- can't forget squad the Squadron Supreme miniseries. From oh, wait, eight- you want to talk about a wor- oh, wordy bitch? Yeah, that was mad wordy. That's um, like
0: a fucking prose novel with pictures. <laughs>
1: So yeah, there's all like I said. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of great stuff. Like I said, there's all types of things you could check out. I know we missed out on a lot of things. We might we might do this again one day so we can exp- and, you know expand on them a little bit more. But um, but thanks again for uh, for doing this episode, gentlemen. Episode 100 is officially in the books. Um, Yay! you know, uh, many many years of podcasting and recording, and uh, you know, I want to take a moment out to thank the both of you for being a part of this.
0: And i think the last time john and i were on a show might have been episode 50 was the avengers i think together yes it was the avengers so um, i forgot john worked here you know what you can
1: stop right now <laughs> thanks again for, seriously for 100 episodes for for being part of this uh you, the, you know you the listener thank you for listening um like i said more episodes to come in the future and uh just uh, continue to enjoy the ride but um but no, seriously, guys, thank you. Thank you so much. It means more to me than I think the two of you know. So thank you.
0: Oh, no, You're thank welcome. you. You're welcome. Thank you.
1: This episode of The Black Box is brought to you by Misfortune High by Jules Rivera.
4: His Fortune High is a graphic novel miniseries created by me, Jules Rivera. I'm a freelance illustrator, storyboard artist, and animator based out of Los Angeles, California. This is the story of wizards, magic fireballs, colorful characters, dragons, and desperation. The story opens on Biscuit, a spoiled rich kid from the fanciest magic school in town. Biscuit is a cheater and a liar, and it doesn't take long for him to get expelled. As punishment, his father sends him to a magic school on the bad side of town. In his new environment, he meets a whole new set of people including... Star, the telepath, Warren, the shield specialist, Sonya, the illusionist, and Johnny Cuervo, the shapeshifter. Ultimately, Biscuit's mission becomes to get out of this insane situation as soon as possible by any means necessary. And we mean any means necessary. (whistles) The intention of this Kickstarter is to fund a full offset print run of the first book. The book is currently completed at 36 pages of content, it just needs to go to print. Rewards will include original design sketches, exclusive art prints, and even commissions if you'd like to work with me as an artist on your own project. If you help me meet my goal, I can add more to increase the quality of the book including an expanded character section, UV coating on the cover, and even an upgrade to a hardcover book. Any funding beyond that will go towards the production of the second book out of five. None of this will be possible without you, the comics reading public. Working together, we can bring this story to print. Thank you for your time and your support.
1: Find out more about Jules Rivera's Misfortune High at Kickstarter.com. Search words Misfortune High.